get started. We should we should record in progress, this fish. Running running low on time because someone had to get coffee. Oh I know, I had to get my my uh, toasty mallow latte. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, dude. That sounds delightful. Yummy. It's it's good. <laughs> Welcome to the Real Horror Show movie review podcast, where we review horror movies from Netflix, Hulu, Shudder, and everything in between. I'm your host, Sam Odie. And I am your co-host, Stormy Skies. Welcome to our podcast. Today, we are reviewing Saw 2, which is a 2005 horror film directed by Darren Lynn Bozeman and written by Lee Winnell and Bozeman. It is a sequel to 2004 Saw and the second installment of the Saw film franchise. The film stars Donnie Wahlberg of New Kids on the Block fame, Frankie G, Glenn Plummer, Beverly Mitchell, Dina Meyer, Emmanuel Vahir, uh, Eric Hudson, Shawnee Smith, and Tobin Bell. In the film, a group of convicts are trapped by by the Jigsaw Killer inside a house and must pass a series of deadly tests to retrieve the antidote for a nerve agent that will kill for a nerve agent that will kill them in two hours ran out of breath at the end (laughs) (laughs) okay i did good uh this is how we like to break it down we start with characters and acting then move on to story and writing and then we touch on production a bit we like to then discuss the real horrors this movie addresses sometimes they're serious and sometimes we like to have a little bit of goofy fun that being said, we are a horror movie podcast, so here is a general trigger warning. We talk about death, blood, guts, and other unsavory topics that might not be suitable for everyone, although we do try to do so with sensitivity. Listener's discretion is advised. Movies are then rated on a scale of, what the fuck did I just watch, which means they have no redeeming qualities, meh, it's okay, <laughs> and ah oh, yeah, that fucked me up, which is what all horror should strive to be. So let's get started. Let's do it. Uh, I said in the first Saw retrospective episode that two is probably my favorite in the franchise. Granted, I haven't seen all of them in the franchise. Yeah, no, two's great. I I think you'll, no matter what you see, I think this will still be your favorite. It's so solid. And when we get to writing and plot, I do have some little retrospective notes about the production of this film that we'll find very interesting. Nice. Yeah, that excites me. A major first for the franchise, I believe. This is the first time we get an opening trap before we jump into the actual plot of the movie. Yes. Yeah, there, absolutely. There was no opening trap in the first movie. It just went straight. I'm in the bathtub, digging around. Fuck it. Fucked it, everything up by losing the key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I believe the Iron Maiden trap is one of the few traps in the series that actually works. Like um like the reverse bear trap would yeah. actually actually works. Like it's a real trap oh, they had I to see build. What you're saying. Yeah. yeah, like it really would yeah. yeah. Okay. That's that's a that it is a good opening trap too. Mm-hmm. Um and it feels very reminiscent to the reverse bear mm-hmm. trap. I know, doesn't it? That's why I like it so much. I think it's it's like a, it's cousin, mm-hmm. not a sister brother, but a cousin. It's nice. Um, so we have a couple of three returning characters from the first movie. We have Amanda, Jigsaw, of course, and um, Detective Ke- Kelly. The- oh, Ke- uh, Carrie, the girl. Carrie, the girl detective. Is she- yeah, is she in the first one too? 
She's very briefly in the first one. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. I'm so sorry if you hear my cat meowing, but please continue. <laughs> uh, you're fine. Okay. Um, so apparently I couldn't find any more details about this while I was skimming um, Wikipedia while I was watching the movie. Tobin Bell was actually not obligated to return to the role of Jigsaw for this movie. No fucking way. That would have been insane if yeah. it wasn't him that whole time. But uh, Tobin Bell really, I guess he wanted to really put himself into the Jigsaw headspace. And I'm glad he did because it would have, I don't know, looking back, like at the possibility of Tobin Bell not being Jigsaw throughout the franchise yeah. is weird. But like in 2005, after one movie, I don't know if I would have noticed, but it's weird to think about now the possibility yeah. that Tobin Bell wouldn't be the face of the franchise right that would be yeah and I couldn't fathom it now that I've seen him but who knows who it could have been and then we have Shawnee Smith returning as Amanda yeah. um great. great who was actually pregnant during the filming of this movie but she kept it a secret from everyone wow I can't even tell she was but you know what you know how you can always tell when your boobies get really big like that she did she did have some big boobies yeah because if you actually and if I, if you think about it her boobies weren't as big in the first one mm -hmm. from what I was able to tell um yeah but you know sometimes you're like oh maybe I didn't notice mm -hmm. <laughs> she had big boobies yeah but so nope, Amanda, Amanda's, <laughs> Amanda's role is much more expanded in the sequel yeah. she was only in like three minutes I would say of the first yeah. movie yeah. Um, yeah, and it was established in the first movie because she survived. Uh, she did find a new lease on life, a new will to live. She realized that she did value her life, and she was grateful to, to the Jigsaw killer. Yeah. And so it's a little surprising when she's back, and she said, "I yeah, I'm back because I started cutting myself." The little liar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe she was cutting herself, but either way, she's a little liar. Right, I know, but we don't, and do we even find that, we find that out at the, at the end, right, the very, very mm -hmm. end, that it's like, oh, yeah, he, he planted her in there. Yeah, that um, was part of the twist, is, uh, yeah. and she's the one that gets to say game over at the end of this one. Yeah, this is, like, this, this movie might have, like, the best twist. It really in my is. opinion, I think it's so good. It really is probably the yeah. best twist of the that's franchise why, that's probably why it's your favorite too because it's so like jarring if it's, it's your first time watching yes yeah. like, in general this film was a little jarring to watch because chronologically <laughs> we're not going in chronological order we're going in release order but chronologically yeah. saw yeah. 10 happened like maybe a week before this maybe two <laughs> weeks before this so john kramer has had like the worst week of his life yeah, and he was pissed, and he was like, I'm gonna get all these fucking prisoners, these criminals, put them in the house. Yeah, and it's also just so jarring, and it, it makes sense <laughs> character-wise why suddenly he's so much, he feels so much colder, so much crueler, but we just got Saw 10 in real life, and we mm. saw such a human version of John Kramer that was so sympathetic and so likable to yes. go back to, like, original, <laughs> I'm testing human, human morality right yeah and you're just like these Damn. people deserve life it's like, i know no, this is a very different man it is yes it is very different so that that's a little jarring but they didn't know they were going to make such a heartwarming version no. of john kramer 20 years later they yep they had no idea and we still and we love it 
so yeah uh, <laughs> and then we have Donnie Wahlberg as oh, um yep. douchebag cop <laughs> Eric Matthews Eric Matthews okay big, big loser dad guy who is the thing that everyone else has in common in the house why they're there they're all tied to this one guy yeah because um Jigsaw specifically wants to punish him so one of the people in the house is his young son yeah Daniel Daniel thank you I wanted to say Donald because I was looking at Donnie's name (laughs) yeah same diff yeah I wish it was Donald (laughs) Donnie um everyone in there was either arrested or Mm -hmm. um framed by Donnie Wahlberg at one point yeah damn him what a jerk yeah so (laughs) i can't remember why did jigsaw want to punish uh donnie is it because he was framing criminals or planting evidence he yeah he framed i think he framed all of them and planted evidence and he did that with amanda and that this is a blink if you miss a detail but the dude in the beginning that died from the iron maiden slash venus flytrap trap he was like, yeah, you're like a, a con man and like a, a snitch. He was Donnie Eric Matthews, like snitch. Okay. So he must have been like a snitch guy who was like a criminal, but he was working for him. So that's why that's what started it. And I guess he's just like, I detest con men and snitches. And you're a police officer. You're supposed to be a man of justice. And probably also because Amanda was tied into that. And he like loves Amanda. Mm-hmm. That's all I, that's all I can yeah, figure he- He's kind of chosen Amanda to be his daughter, his successor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he he deeply cares about Amanda. Yes, um, another major shout out I want to give, because there yeah. were a lot of like very small name actors in this, but uh-huh. Glenn Plummer is in this movie. And I would say he's most famous for Showgirls. The oh, I've never seen that. <gasps> You've never seen Showgirls? It's so no. bad. I suck. It's bad, like, naughty, or bad, like, a not a good movie? Both. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> His, he he says the most famous line, everybody's got AIDS and shit. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. He's such a good dude in Saw 2. He's, like, yeah. neutral. Jo- sweet Jonas. He didn't deserve what he got. <laughs> no, he was a sweet guy in this movie. He's yeah. a sweet guy in Showgirls, too, but uh, cool. his whole plot with Showgirls is he's, like... He starts out as a bouncer, I think, and yeah. he's trying to find like a hot showgirl to do a show with. And <laughs> yeah. he's a very minor character in Showgirls. It's all about the strippers, not about him. Um, but <laughs> yeah. he's he's there. He's funny. Nice. And everybody's yes. got AIDS and shit. Got hot girls yeah. dancing. Sweet. All right. Yeah, I don't know why I haven't seen this yet. I know, geez, I feel so like, wow that's something i would definitely watch but i mm. haven't seen it darn who am i i'm not who i say i am no <laughs> but yeah he was an excellent jonas was such a good a good man mm-hmm. writing and plot so i can get to my fun little fact okay yeah yeah let's go <laughs> saw cool. 2 was not originally a saw movie what I know that's why it's so tonally different from everything else in the franchise I feel um wow. well not to- I maybe tonally different but structurally different from everything else in the franchise yeah so Darren Lynn Bozeman had just completed yeah. a script for his first film called The Desperate 
and he was trying to sell it to studios but was getting um reactions that the script was very similar to saw uh, a yeah. german studio was actually actually did approach him with the with an offer to produce the film for a million dollars um but just as they were looking for a cinematographer David A. Armstrong, who had worked on Saw, arrived on the scene and suggested showing the script to Greg Hoffman, who produced the first movie. After Hoffman read the script, he called Bozeman wanting to produce The Desperates. Um, Bozeman was initially upset when he heard about the script's similarities mm-hmm. and feared that the, that the call was actually just Lionsgate trying to cease and desist him. But after right, right. Hoffman showed the script to his partners, they decided that despite that the desperate was going to be the starting script for Saw 2. And two months later, Bozeman was flown to Toronto to direct. Um, Winnell and um, Juan, to an extent, polished the script to bring it into the Saw universe, but they kept the characters and the traps and the deaths from the desperate script. So okay. everything, everything in the house is original to the original plan for the movie that wasn't a saw movie and then everything involving jigsaw and amanda amanda was probably inserted into the house too yeah were added to bring it into the saw universe um juan and winnell were executive producers on this film and um all the previous films crew returned nice to finish the movie Um, (laughs) some of the changes made was the desperate was going to be an x-rated horror film that's what bozeman wrote it as but they but winnell and juan brought it down to an r rating what constitutes an x rating i don't know and the rating system yeah we've talked about it before yeah Um, we have has shifted quite a bit in recent years like to the point that even on TV, FX, a cable, a not even premium cable channel can now get away with one F-bomb per season. I think Ooh. that started with um, AMC and Breaking Bad. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet you it was Breaking Bad and then like Better Call Saul. And yeah. Stuff. Nice. Yeah. So I think yeah, it was cause... AMC and then later like FX and everyone else got in on this. You can have one F-bomb on cable TV per mm-hmm. season. In fact, Breaking Bad has... um boobs in the very first episode they're censored on the television broadcast but there are boobs there naked boobs really i forget it's but because i watch breaking bad but i like forget the beginning yeah boobs. um okay this is my own personal note not just yeah. me uh rephrasing what's on wikipedia yeah. um so to me the fact that the desperate existed as a script without really prior knowledge of saw and their similarity shows that the horror genre was already making the shift into the gritty torture porn genre. And Saw just happened to be the first to make it onto the scene in any kind of meaningful way. Yeah, I'm glad it was Saw first. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so yeah, that's why, in my opinion, too, is so is kind of just this standout from the rest of the series. It is, yeah. Especially from one, two, very, very yeah. different. Because after this one, it's been a while since I've seen three, we do kind of just go back to this trap, this trap, this trap, and this trap. It's not yeah, locking people in a single space. They're not in traps, but in order to get out, they have to solve traps. Exactly, yes. That's what happens in three. That he's it's one man and he like has to go through like he's following like a path through like a how like a big building and every room mm-hmm. is like 
like a, a crappy amount of salt. So you're absolutely right. It was never multiple people in one time before. Yeah, I I appreciate this change because it's kind of like going back to the olden days of video games, right? Like yeah. the first Zelda is the Zelda formula we all know, but then Link's Adventure released a year later, completely different. It was a Metroidvania type game, which mm-hmm. video game nerds know what that terms me term yeah. means. Um, it was just, it was so different, but now all these games that, you know, could experiment with their format for their style back mm-hmm. in the 80s can't really do that anymore. They have to kind of stick to the things people know and understand. And occasionally we break away from that, like when um, Resident Evil 7 came out and it went back to more traditional horror survival versus what we had gotten with four five and six which was mm-hmm. straight up action yes um, definitely so and if, if, in fact even with like the early horror franchise franchises um friday the 13th halloween kind of uh well no not kind of halloween's the best example of this because yeah. halloween 2 wasn't really supposed to happen it came out what three years after the first one after John Carpenter was begged to do a sequel and he okay, never yeah. he never wanted to do like a true Michael Myers sequel. He wanted it to be an anthology series. Mm-hmm. And we did get that with Halloween 3. Yes, yes, we did. He's like, oh, I still want to do it. <laughs> and now, and now we're probably never gonna get that again. <laughs> yeah, In fact, definitely. we know we're not gonna get that again because the reaction to new <laughs> Halloween 3, Halloween yeah. ends, was so divisive. Oh I mean, yeah. The reaction to Haunt Season of the Witch is very divisive still, but I know it yeah. does have a big fandom, just oh, like in 20 oh. years, I'm sure Halloween ends is gonna have a huge fandom that I'm yes. already a part of. I am an early adapter. <laughs> yes, early adapter. There, there's a lot I would change about how Halloween ends handled its plot. Mm-hmm. But I liked the vibes of it. Yeah, you could you could uh, get behind the vibes. Yeah, really, the only thing I would change is I would establish the character of Corey from the first movie on. Yeah, yes, yeah. I I would say that that would be my point too. Would to be to do that. Um, but yeah, that's the anyway. I liked sidebar. that. Sidebar, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sidebar talking about how early yeah. in franchises they could kind of play with the format and it mm-hmm. still be new and fresh. But now we expect certain things from the yes. saw franchise yes we do yeah like when i was leaving saw 10 um you have that final like mid-credits trap that they introduce mm-hmm. at the end of the movie i heard people complaining like you can't just show us a trap and not show us how it's gonna kill the guy how does that even work and like <laughs> i mean oh, jigsaw doesn't have time to watch it work he's got to go set up this trap yeah he's a busy man he only has like four employees Actually, you know, what, you know what? The house <laughs> makes sense chronologically now why uh, they weren't all set up in their own traps. He didn't have time. He just got back from Mexico. He's jet lagged. <laughs> yeah, he was like, just, just put them all in the room, Amanda. Just have them just sit in the big room. Yes. <laughs> you, can't, you can't strap them in yet. Just in the big room. Yeah. Uh, just lock the door and put a gun against the other side of the door. <laughs> yeah. Just spice it up. Yeah. So um, yeah. getting into the plot a okay. bit um it's a very simple plot not a lot happens it's just kind of yeah so we meet Donnie Wahlberg cop 
and his son. <laughs> he and his son have a strained relationship. The cop is brought in to help with the jigsaw murders. We see the body of the guy from the Iron Maiden trap who he yeah. did not survive his trap. No, he could have though. He could have. I think he could. He just, he was I... ready to cut out his eye. He just, he, he just couldn't pussy it out. He, just, he couldn't get past that first hump. Like it's that first, you got to overpower your mind. But he was like, yeah. yeah, I can do this. I can do this. I can't do this. I can do this. Yeah. He didn't pump himself up enough because he only had yeah. like three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so it was enough time to pump yourself up. Um, In the first movie, they had like six hours to pump themselves up. And then they do find John Kramer. And the, yeah. a lot of this movie involving John Kramer and Jigsaw is just the interrogation of John Kramer trying to figure out where this house is that these yeah. people have been locked in because these people only have two hours before the nerve gas kills yeah. them. And mm -hmm. there's pressure on Donnie because his son was taken into the house. And then we find out that all of these people other than his son have been framed or harmed by Donnie Wahlberg at some point in their lives. And yeah. so his son won't, probably won't die to the nerve gas he'll probably die to um <laughs> what's his face that fucking Xavier asshole. <laughs> Xavier the big guy yeah Xavier <laughs> I, know, I hate him he's so terrible he's the worst he's probably such a great dude in real life so that goes to show that like you have great acting chops if you can make people yeah. like really hate you <laughs> yeah and damn so they're all working together more or less i mean xavier not really he just wants to get mm -hmm. out of the house and he doesn't care how he does it yeah he's not a team player at all yeah uh so one by one they start getting taken out by these traps except for glenn Plummer, who's taken out by xavier man didn't have to do that was xavier the first person to figure out that the code is on their necks yes yes yeah. he was he like yeah so that he had like one glimmer of like yeah brain power smartness yeah so he <laughs> he figured that out and yeah he's gonna get those numbers no matter the cost um, he could have just asked people but he didn't he he chose not to go that route he chose violence yeah the which i feel like maybe that was john kramer's intention was mm -hmm. he wanted them to work as a team to get the numbers because that's like an escape room, right? You have to work together. To it's exactly like a skin escape room. It's oh my like God, the what? same is thing. There, is there a Saw 2 escape room? Like, I feel like out of- There should be. Out of anything <laughs> like in the Saw franchise. Yeah. Anything in the Saw franchise, Saw 2 is the one you can make a real escape room for. Yeah, because they're in, that's literally exactly an escape room. Is like, you go from room to room yeah doing puzzles <laughs> so, um yeah so frankie uh frankie g xavier he is a fucking asshole he throws <laughs> amanda i don't have the wikipedia page so i'm just going off the plot yeah, in my memory you're um, right he doesn't care about anyone else he cares about himself um so yeah, like the the fucking needle pit which is one of the coolest saw traps oh, agreed really really one of the coolest and the amount of work that went into it it I think it took them four days to replace all the needles with oh, yeah. rubber with, like, tips. The, the tips, with the bend, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, oh, the antidote, there's a key in this pit of needles. I <laughs> won't go help you. Here you go, junkie. And he just throws Amanda in. 
because he couldn't he couldn't stand to go in by himself he's like i can't handle it because i'm like a little bitch yeah so i'm gonna throw in this badass woman who doesn't yeah amanda amanda beasts the challenge hell yeah Um, it's his fault because he drops the key and runs out of time because it's his own fault yeah butterfingers uh (laughs) and then addison i think her name is addison the pretty girl one of my other yeah. favorite saw traps because it's so easy to beat. It's oh, so, with her arms. Yeah, it's so it's so easy. I can't blame How do you her because beat that one. You would just use both hands. You would use one hand to keep the keep the yeah. blades from closing in on your arm and reach in with the arm with with oh, one arm. So use both hands in one hole. Yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah. how do you get out of that? I did. I never even thought about that. Yeah, um, you wouldn't want to just like stick both hands in. You would want to yeah. keep one hand free so you could push the blades, could keep the yourself. blades open, and yeah, yeah, okay. And then, oh, don't forget, uh, Abby, who with the first trap, they'd go down the basement, go in the the big go in oven. the basement, and he burns alive. Dude, he fu- like I feel like every trap is actually pretty easy to like beat, but like nobody's like thinking with their brain, like. He, he could have turned the knob and had some burns but been alive but mm. no he had to like freak out so and they're, and they're losing precious antidotes yeah. at every turn <laughs> what a waste i think that's another reason i like saw 2 is because saw yeah. 2 has the most like winnable traps there's yeah you're not they're not bound to anything they're not right chained yeah. in any way they can move freely so it's really and they can and, help each and, other and they can help each other so right yeah like this group of people out of everyone in the franchise had the most advantages and they all fucked it up oh, except for amanda and daniel yeah. because yes, amanda took pity on daniel <laughs> mm-hmm. and that goes to show the jigsaw's right about mm-hmm. people if they want to live or die it's like yeah they could have just worked together but no yeah now they're dead so yeah, what other traps we got? Um, um, what I'm trying to think. Yeah, the arms. The arms. We may not have been. Oh, the one, the one really good one that is a basic one, which is the door with oh. the uh, the gun on the other side. I, I yes. really like that one because it's so simple. It's so simple. Oh, it's such a bitch move. I know that fucking. <laughs> and yeah. you know what cracks me up is watching this again. I try to really pay attention to like all the silly, silly banter they talk about in the house. And that man who's like a businessman, he's like, yo, I just watched a movie last week and this man, he gets kidnapped. He's put in a cell and he stays in that cell for nine years. And I was like, dude, this guy's not helping. <laughs> just like a paranoid businessman. And he dies first. Because mm-hmm. he had to look through the people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once we reach the climax of our, of our film, when uh, after yeah. Donnie Wahlberg beats the shit out of John Kramer... Oh. <laughs> and gets the address of the house. He's searching the rooms of the house, looking for his son because um, Amanda and Daniel are now running away from Xavier um, because he's going to get their numbers one way or another. Yeah. And um, they end up in the room from the first movie. And we see that Adam never made it out of the room. He died there. I know. And you know what? It's really sad to see his body, but I whatever kind of fake mummified body they have is so chilling mm-hmm. looking. Yeah, scary. I like that though. It's crazy how they make that. It's like the, the, the sub basement down the hallway yeah. and that's the room and you're like, oh my God, it's all connected. 
<laughs> I love how they made that connection. Yeah, it's a really good moment that it ties is. the two movies together oh, and establishes this isn't taking that long after the first yeah. movie because it's, it's still a corpse. It's not a skeleton. So yeah, I was going to say probably, not a skeleton yet. <laughs> probably like three weeks, maybe four weeks. Yeah. I don't, I don't know decomposition. That's a, that's a question for my husband. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Xavier, Xavier gets them. Yeah. He corners them in the room. Amanda's yeah. like, how are you going to get your number if I don't tell it to you? <laughs> Stroke and, of genius. <laughs> and he's like, ha ha. And he cuts off the piece of skin from his neck. And uh, just when we, pocket. <laughs> just, just when we think. Nasty. Just when we think Xavier's one, Daniel comes in with a rusty saw from the first movie and cuts his fucking throat. Lits his throat, and Xavier's dead. And <laughs> good fucking Xavier. Um, He's so terrible. And as this is happening, Donnie finds the room that they're in, and but it's dark and no one's in there. But wait, someone is in there. It's Amanda in the pig mask, and she injects Donnie with probably the nerve gas poison or something and then um we see that the police the other police are investigating another location and that's where we find out that daniel is in a safe and then (laughs) it all comes together and amanda says all of um the way to defeat death is immortality and the only Mm -hmm. way to guarantee immortality is by legacy creating heirs whether it's your son or amanda like jigsaw picked her specifically to carry on his legacy once he's dead because he does have a brain tumor um and then we find out that the events in the house took place two hours earlier yes that was the craziest twist ever is when they like they found the house and he pressed pause on the video screen and he was like it's not live and i was like oh my god i thought this was happening right now it already happened it already happened it is just it's the best twist in the franchise i know that shit was insane i was like oh my god and that goes to show saw itself is an unreliable narrator movie yeah (laughs) it's it's the best twist in the movie and it kind of makes jigsaw look like a complete dickwad because there's no way the police could save the people in the house it was always (laughs) meant to trap Donnie Wahlberg however yes yeah it's not the biggest dick thing because again if the people work together the traps right. were so beatable yeah they could have all like been alive yeah but no but no it's it's the best twist in the movie oh, in, the, in the franchise yeah it's a good one and then the next one would have to be the fact that we find out Amanda was planted there on purpose mm-hmm. and she is working with jigsaw and that's also like a segue into three yeah um which is like amanda's movie i feel like yeah because john is actively dying in three yeah he's all sick because well first of all i feel like he's more sick now because donnie beat him up and so he's like Ugh, and he's like lost a lot of health yeah <laughs> Not to mention he's jet lagged, had the worst week ah. ever in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, and his cancer's like, oh, overdrive. And so he's like, I'm really sick now, Amanda. Please I'm find gonna... a surgeon now. I'm gonna be so sad when we're talking about Saw 10 because that whole scenario is so fucking heartbreaking. That that scam the people were pulling, like that's just that's too fucking real and 
I know. Isn't that like, that's the real shit though. Yeah. These people who are desperate, but have like money to mm-hmm. just like try to save themselves. I know. So like, it's, it's heartbreaking. I'm going to probably mm-hmm. cry when we talk about that. Very sad. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, well, don't cry that you might cry sooner because you know what's coming in Saw 3 slash 4. Spoiler alert, rest in peace, John Kramer. Mm-hmm. So he'll be passing away soon. But yeah. Um, but I want to say that in this movie, with him being in it so much, like he was looking fine. <laughs> <laughs> like he looks so good in that movie. I know he looks wow. great compared to how he looked yeah. a week ago in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he's still like the placebo effect, like had him for a while Uh so he like began to look youthful again Mm -hmm. but now he knows and his youth kind of stick around a little bit but it'll go away again in the next movie (laughs) you know that's something um when we get to one of the later sequels because john kramer does appear in flashbacks throughout the rest of the movies after his death is the saw franchise does not de-age people in the franchise Mm -hmm. you just have to deal with it yeah, it's like he's either old looking or young looking, but his hair is still like white ish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but there's one thing that I do want to mention um, it, within the plot. And uh, in this movie, it's important to watch after one because we do get John Kramer explaining why he does what he does. Mm-hmm. And it's because not like not because of his cancer, but he describes that after he was diagnosed, he like wanted to kill himself and he drove yes. his car off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. And he survived and he like impaled himself and fucking pulled out like a giant fucking rod out of his stomach and lived. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, I want to test the fat. And he said like something like, I want to test the fabric of human yeah. survival or and some that, shit like that that's yeah. something i always forget is it's not it wasn't necessarily the cancer that set him on this jigsaw mm-hmm. thing it was something it was such a small detail in saw too yeah, that just really kind small. of gets forgotten about in the rest of the franchise yeah it does and also i feel like it's overshadowed by like all the drama in the house and johnny Wahlberg like beating mm-hmm. him up like very soon after he like talks about that yeah <clears throat> also if Donnie would have just like just sat there and like talk to him like he said and just fucking relaxed for two seconds then he would have gotten his son um but he he didn't he had yeah. a beat on him and he was like game over i'll take you to oh my god it's because he like he's like you know what it's almost like whenever you're a teacher and like a child's like acting up in class and you're like all right that's enough like yeah i can't you're gonna have to go to time out which is go to the house mm-hmm oh man and yeah and then his child killed somebody and so luke likes to speculate that like his son is alive maybe he'll he'll carry on jigsaw's work too that could have been utilized in in uh that would be good the movie spiral yeah but um (laughs) it's too much of a little bitch but anyway (laughs) that would have been good um it would (laughs) but yeah that's all i got quickly moving on to production uh this was the first movie in the franchise filmed on digital rather than on film oh okay um i guess you can tell yeah if you go back and watch one again you'll be like yeah it's it's number two is clearer i thought the house sets looked great the traps as always 
in these earlier movies are fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah, really, really good traps. Just the work it, in the needle pit alone, the work in that is astounding. Oh, to yeah. make that safe to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's um, a really good trap. Oh, and like just general stuff, nothing too insane, you know, and like crazy mm-hmm. and huge, just like the basic stuff, but it's still like terrifying. Yeah, this is before the traps start getting a little too cumbersome, <laughs> too believable. Yeah. Isn't it Saw 3D um, that <laughs> there's a fucking Saw trap set up in a bakery for the public to watch? How did that work? Explain- it's, a store- it's like a storefront. Yeah, yeah. Explain that to me. Well, know, right? explain it, it to me sense. when we get there that's like what two movies away um that's uh in a, no you're think that's like a couple movies away okay saw 3d that's uh well maybe not sam i can't remember i remember it's supposed to be like the original end of the franchise after four i get them all jumbled up and Dude, that's like I keep, that's you know. acceptable that's fine <laughs> just like oh, I forget what happened back before he's like I have a very good timeline in my head like mm-hmm. John's alive John's alive John's yeah. dying John is dead now <laughs> and I'm like after that I'm like okay he's still dead but there's other people I yeah. forget um then there's nothing super different production wise between this and the first film they're still very gritty it's the it's still the same score you still have the hello zep Oh, yeah. iconic twist music <laughs> yes once you hear um, that, you're like oh my god what did i miss another twist oh, uh, this so movie good. was greenlit after the film's successful opening weekend like opening weekend yeah. the second movie was immediately greenlit um really then, oh cool yeah there wasn't a waiting period the film was such a huge success oh, that's great um and then when it released on dvd it sold yeah. 3 million copies in its first week, making it the fastest oh. selling DVD in Lionsgate's history. Dude, I probably bought it at that time. Probably. Too, you know what I mean? <laughs> like 10-year-old me, I don't know um, <laughs> how old I was at that time. But, oh, and another thing about uh, um, production is this one, compared to one, one has like a yellowish sheen. This one's like green looking, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah looks sick makes you look like feel gross all right gotta get going so any other quick production Uh notes no it was just that i wanted to say about the uh the The hue the hue of the the, the film how was filmed the hue um yeah realistic aspects uh being too late to save someone you love because (laughs) the serial killer's a sadistic psychopath and everything happened two hours earlier yeah Yes, and also like not being able to like be patient and follow direction because you're yeah. too violent and just being crazy. in an escape room with people <laughs> who aren't team players. Yeah, being in an escape room with people who aren't team players and they're all like criminals and they're like, yeah, I went to jail. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter why. I'm like, wow, I really wonder why. <laughs> like, being why locked you- in a room with a bunch of people your dad uh, planted evidence oh. on damn and then finding out that your dad's like a fucking crooked cop (laughs) yeah oh oh and then like having an affair with like your cop lady friend and like your marriage is falling apart and your wife has sole custody your child and you're like i want sole custody my child and your child doesn't even like you so like you're delusional um having a brain tumor oh god 
and then having a cop beat you up like what yeah. you're sitting there sick in your little wheelie chair yeah Dirk, I don't don't, don't beat up cancer patients yeah john just don't just let the cat let the cancer patient have his hobbies right yeah and don't and the funniest part was whenever they're like destroy his work and be like all i do is like make a big mess yeah you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I got to destroy all this stuff. I'm sure he like won't forget. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. What else is there? Uh, <clears throat> being tricked by the bad guy because mm-hmm. it did happen two hours earlier, and being like, oh, we're so dumb. Uh, we're supposed to be the smart ones because we're cops, but no. And that's. I think that's that's it. Is yeah, right. the realistic ones. Yeah, I would give this one an, oh, yeah, it oh. fucked me up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it fucked me up. Gotta watch it again. We're having a really good time watching the music over again. It's great. Yeah. I can't wait till we go to the next one, which is also fucking crazy and wild. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, oh, yeah, that fucked me up. And then if we're, if we said everything we need to say, then I will go ahead and begin our outro. Okay. Yeah. All right, sweet. So thanks for tuning in to our episode. We are the Real Horror Show Podcast. Our host is Sam Odie, and I'm the co-host Stormy Skies. The podcast was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed, edited, <clears throat> excuse me, and produced by Sam Odie. You can find Sam on Instagram at Sam is writing stuff. And you can find Stormy on Instagram at the Stormy Skies. It's very easy because both of our names are in our Instagram handles, actually. Um, you can find the Real Horror Show Podcast on Spotify, tune in iTunes, Google Play Store, Pandora, and anywhere you like to stream your podcasts. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you're always in the know when a new episode comes out. Follow us on social media. You can find The Real Horror Show Podcast on Instagram, threads, TikTok, Facebook, and yes, Twitter too. Uh, And we do more than just podcasts. We love to write. We have plenty of great movie reviews and essays, all of which can be found on our website, realhorrorshow.com. And um, we love hearing from our listeners. You can ask us a question or send us a movie request to review by DMing us on social media, or you can even send us an email at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Call for guests. Do you love horror movies? Are you a podcaster, a content creator, a movie lover, or anyone in between who is a listener to our show? We would love to have you as a guest on one of our episodes. Reach out to us via social media DM or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Our podcast episodes featuring guests are all listed on our website, realhorrorshow.com. We are so thankful for all of our listeners. You are the life force of our podcast and we wouldn't really exist without you. Thank you all for making this podcast real and supporting us as we record every week. You can support us in different ways, such as Liking and sharing our podcast episodes on social media. Giving us a review will help the podcast more than you know, and will help other listeners find it too. You can also donate to Real Horror Show by visiting our support page on our website, where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal, buy us a coffee with the buy us a coffee button, or explore our very interesting Amazon wishlist. And any other pertinent news? Not in the immediate (laughs) (laughs) yeah excellent (laughs) response (laughs) um presently nothing going on however if you're gonna tune in to our mini sode next week go ahead and watch the second episode of the fall of the house of usher show on netflix and read 
uh, whatever short story is the title of that. I believe it is, is Mask, it of, the Mask of the Red Death. Death? Mm -hmm. And that's a really good one. But anyway, in betweeners, we're gonna get revved up for Saw 3, two weeks from now, guys. Um, our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton, and he can be found at jonathancolton.com. Thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. This is Real Horror Show signing off. Bye.